Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the Well Friends Podcast. Llewellyn, I am unwell. I'm sorry? You would think that I would be saying that because today is the day that all of the Friends cast decided to post their memories about <laughs> yeah. Matthew Perry. Yes, I was unwell reading every single one of those. And while that is the case... Additionally, and even more so, I got back from our reading weekend a couple of days ago, and I am I am sad, I am sick, I am mad, I am very unhopeful, disillusioned with life. Numb would be another maybe good word to describe how I'm feeling. If you've been personally victimized by Rebecca Yaros, you can raise your hand at this moment because that was the biggest mind F of an ending of a book ever. And I am still recovering. So much so that I've had to leave the fantasy genre entirely in order just to give myself a palate cleanser (laughs) because I am so heartbroken over this book. I thought that the first one gutted me. Uh, We were, we came in unprepared, but The weekend itself was amazing, and I can get into more details at our monthly update next month, but I just had to come on and say, I'm a little sad today. (laughs) Llewellyn texted me, and she said that she was crying for a completely different matter today, and it did have to do with our beloved Matthew Perry. Yeah. As you can tell, we are posting and recording kind of in real time with this episode. Because I was gone all weekend, we are still trying to maintain our normal flow so we are filming the night before that it's supposed to launch and today was the day that all of our friends posted their what is it memorandums something of that sort whatever that word is yeah and they were all so like timed I feel like like they were like spaced out just enough so like anytime I'd open Instagram I'd be like oh here's another one oh yep. there's another one I'm like Oh, no. Yeah. I was at the gym because I think Matthew LeBlanc put his up a couple days ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was at the gym and I didn't know. And they were like showing it on the the screen for like one of the newscasts or whatever. I was like, oh, the first friend to like come out and say or whatever. And I'm like, I don't want to be reading this while I'm in the middle of this run. (laughs) Like, uh, But I think Jennifer Aniston's like gutted me the most. Yeah, that they were photo all, she shared was. Oh, they were oh, also I good know. though. They were yeah. just so well written. Yeah, they. You could tell that added... they were like from the heart and. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we did post those to our stories. You might still be able to catch the ones that we posted later in the day today, which is Wednesday. So to you tomorrow, Thursday, depending on when you're listening to the episode, you might still be able to catch it. I should put those in our highlights for each of the friends, maybe, or maybe just under Chandler's. I don't know. I'll make a decision. Um, Okay. 
I am so tired today. <laughs> Me too. That this might be a short episode. We are recording very, not only are we coming right up to the deadline, but we are also recording very late at night. Like this will be released within hours. Like we'll just give it that. Oh my gosh. I'm already tired thinking about it. I'm going to go to bed immediately when we're done recording. Oh, for sure. And just edit in the morning. (laughs) So for those of you that are used to waking up to the sound of our voices, you might get us later in the afternoon. So we will lead you into your weekend well. How about that? Okay. Episode yeah. 11. Let's so do it. This week, we watched season seven, episode 11, titled The One with All the Cheesecakes, which originally aired on January 4th of 2001. Written by Shana Goldberg Meehan and directed by Gary Halverson. Phoebe's old flame, David, visits from Russia for an evening of romance, and Rachel and Chandler swipe deliveries of a, of a particularly tasty cheesecake from their neighbor's doorstep. You know, I'm realizing the cruelty of this storyline releasing on January 4th, when you know that everybody's oh, yeah. resolutions is to get back into the gym, to start eating healthier, and then they're going to turn on their televisions four days into the resolutions. <laughs> To Chandler chowing on some cheesecake. Chandler and Rachel chowing on some cheesecake. (laughs) It's just a little cruel, I think. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Um. Okay, so we start this episode in our soft open to that very point. Chandler is eating a cheesecake. He's in his house eating a cheesecake. Rachel comes in and we get into the discussion of how he came upon the cheesecake. It was delivered to the wrong address. He didn't get it back to the right person. He brought it inside. Now it's too late. Then Rachel starts talking about how she doesn't really love cheesecake. And as she's going on and on about it, he decides that he's going to take it into his own hands and just shove some into her mouth in order to get her he's trying to make her understand this cheesecake is not like all other cheesecakes. There's something more delicious about this morsel of cheesecake. And so he has to prove it to her, shoves it into her mouth. And he sort of tries to communicate that it's a victimless crime. But then we find out that it's not some cheesecake conglomerate. It is from a little ma and pa shop. And that's the part that makes him feel bad. Not the stealing it from the neighbor not eating it, not sharing the stolen goods, but the fact that it was indeed from a little local retailer. And I have to ask. Not really local. It was Chicago. That's true. That's true. Uh, Yeah. It just was named Mama's Bakery or something. Yeah. But okay, you are right. It was from Illinois. But... It's not a conglomerate, to his point. Correct. How, what are your feelings about cheesecake, Llewellyn? Um, <laughs> I feel like yours are going to be bad, but cheesecake is literally my favorite dessert. Is it? Yeah, like a New York style cheesecake is like the dessert of my dreams. And it really sucks that I don't eat dairy anymore because it's 90% dairy. Mm. So, yeah. 
I literally, as we were, as you just started talking, I was like, I'm going to look up how to make a dairy-free one for my birthday coming up. Oh, that's a great idea. Yes. You are turning in your 30s soon. I was about to give it away. And then I was like, in my shouldn't. 30s. Already in my 30s. <laughs> I know you are, but I didn't want to like give it away if you weren't willing to give it away. <laughs> I don't really care. I'm turning 33. It's next week. Next week's episode. Wait, what day is it? Oh my gosh. I have no idea. Are we closer with this episode or the next one? Next my one birthday? We'll be after it, won't we? Tech, it'll be after, yeah. It's yeah, like okay. right in the middle well, of this and next. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. I like know the date, but I was like, what day is it today? I don't remember. Okay, I have the opposite opinion of you. I don't care for cheesecake. It's too much of the same thing. I will eat a cheesecake if it is doused in something else. Hmm. I can see that. I only really, like, I feel like I'm kind of, like, I am I used to be picky. I mean, it's been a while since I've had real cheesecake. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's not just, like, any cheesecake. Like, I... I, like, want authentic cheesecake, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, the frozen kind that you just, like, thaw out just doesn't appeal to me. Okay, yeah. But it's been so long, so, like, honestly, I feel like real cheesecake now to me wouldn't taste good. Mm. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, I hope but you I can th- find a recipe that's good. I found one dairy-free. that looks decent. Um, okay. I just don't like baking, so ah, I'm going to yes. have to bake to make this and it Mm -hmm. might be worth it the pictures are telling me it's worth it so okay well and what better time to do it than birthday slash thanksgiving week right i love that good for you so i'll let you guys know how it is yes please do you can post if it turns out really well post the story on our instagram for those that might be dairy free just like post the link or something Okay, we're going to get into the main part oh, of the episode. A couple things. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I was just racing through. No, you're good. One, um, what they did is a federal offense. So just don't steal people's mail because you can't Wait do that. Wait a minute. I thought it was a federal offense if you went into someone's. It's if you open something addressed to somebody else. Like okay. mail. Like if you were to open somebody's mail. Yes, I did know that. And that that's you technically open mail. Pieces of mail. Okay. Ooh, so yikes. It is a federal offense, but, you know, it's a show, so whatever. And they didn't just do it once, they did it twice. Yikes. Um, also, one little goof when Chandler says, I'm a horrible, horrible, horrible person, um, you can see Rachel kind of in the corner eating the cheesecake at the edge of, like, kind of in the edge of the shop. But she only, like, dabs the spoon towards her mouth, um, Uh, indicating that she didn't actually take a bite. But then when it, like, split second later, it comes back to her face, she's, like, appears to be swallowing a large mouthful. mm. So it was, it could have been two different shots, honestly, but it was inconsistent. That's what's really hard, I think, about these shows where there's multi-camera, multi-shot, they're getting the same scene from multiple angles, so they're doing the same scene 30 times. Yeah, it actually and happened ones, a lot in this episode. Yeah, the ones where they have to eat, 
I'm rewatching Gilmore Girls, and I think I watched a lady just move stuff around her plate for the entire scene. <laughs> yeah. Because I can't imagine as soon as you take one bite, you're having to take the same bite at the same part of the script 30 times from whichever angle they're shooting from. Right. So you're going to be full or you have to do a spit bucket, which is disgusting to me. Ew. And so I think they just played it off. They took small bites. They played around with their forks as much as possible. And to your point, they'd even fake it so that they didn't have to just eat all day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Cafe. We go downstairs. The whole group is hanging out. And Joey has to leave to go to work. He says that he's in a coma on his show. And we find out that Joey and Phoebe are getting together tonight for what is a standing monthly dinner to discuss the others, which they have no qualms about saying in front of the others, which I appreciate. They said, we get together once a month to talk about you guys, <laughs> which I think is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And Ross tries sucking up really quick. He says, all of us? And she's like, yeah. And he goes, I think you look really nice today. She says, noted. <laughs> Which, brilliant. I think that's really cute. A cute exchange. We, Ross at this point, Phoebe gets up for a second to go to either the counter or the bathroom. And Ross turns to Monica and says, so what time do you want to leave tomorrow? And she does not know what he's referring to. And we find out that Ross was invited to his cousin's wedding and it turns out Monica was not invited, mm, wah, wah. even though they were super close as kids. And then there's a lot of weird family stuff happening in this scene that I got very uncomfortable to the point where I just thought, I don't even want to have to describe that. Yeah, that's valid. Because they were talking about like undressing and dressing and I was like, oh, that's that's not great. <laughs> it's, not, it's not great. So I'm going to skip right over that and go into the next scene. We go upstairs to Joey's. Phoebe comes in. This is what is much later in the day, hours later. We are into the evening. She comes in furious at Joey, yelling for him, for standing her up for a date. She's middle naming everybody. She refers to everybody with their middle name. And what did I write? <laughs> Deciphering your own language. I don't understand what I put down, but essentially she's really mad at Joey for sticking her up. She says, you don't do that to friends. Friends are forever. Like, girls come and go. If, if your word is, keep your word your word. And if you said you were going to be there, then be there. You can't just think that a note is going to do it. It doesn't do it. She says, that doesn't cover it for me. We had plans. And honestly, I'm with Phoebe on this one. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do great with last minute cancellations when we were gung-ho. Now, if it's much earlier in the day and it's like, it's an energy saving thing, if I know that you've got a crazy week and you're not going to come to whatever it is, I get that. But if it's hey, I'm on my way home from work and I'm going to change before heading out and then I see a note that says it's canceled. It's too late. It's too late of a notice. 
absolutely not. You made a commitment. You cannot blow me off. And I think she has a very strong leg to stand on on this one. She says, we're friends. And I think sometimes people use their friends. They think because they're friends, because they already know each other really well, that they're someone who's easy to say, well, of course I understand. Yeah, I'll just throw this note up to Phoebe and she'll get it that I'm going on a date. Yeah. And sometimes we abuse the familiarity of our friends but what it communicates is like your time's not as valuable as mine I I, my commitments to you don't mean as much as they do to other people that you don't know and probably a myriad of others that I didn't string together before this but I'm 100% with Phoebe on this yeah no I would 100% agree um the magna doodle was like a police raid on a house, a bunch of cop cars and helicopters. Oh, fancy. Um, Also, I just want to point out that Chandler looked very studious in the outfit he was wearing in the scene. Mm. It was just a normal outfit, although I think maybe the shirt fit him a little bit better, which might have been nice. It was like brown, and then he had a brown sweater vest on top. Mm -hmm. Um, And then his glasses, because he's been wearing the glasses this season. And his hair, just the way his hair sat, like... When he was sitting there next to Ross and he was talking about, like, his nickname that he was trying out on himself. Um, oh, the Rossinator? The, the Rossitron. Rossitron. That's, oh, my gosh. Um, I just Such was, like, looking. Ross nickname. It is. <laughs> I was just looking at Chandler and I was like, he looks very studious right now. And I don't know that I've ever said that about him. Mm. Nice. Yeah, I like that. So we go across the hall over to Monica's. And we see Chandler sort of in distress. Another cheesecake came to the wrong address, and Chandler just cannot give it up. And Rachel tries to play it off now that time has passed. It's a normal cheesecake. It was fine. Nothing was out of the ordinary. It's just a cheesecake. But then her mouth starts salivating, and they decide that they need to eat real food. And they want to eat at the place that the thing came from that the cheesecake came from they said he says where do you want to eat and she goes ma's bakery in illinois <laughs> like she literally wants to eat the cheesecake but they try to play it off like they are just hungry and that they just need to eat something in order to you know quench the cravings so to speak so they exit out and that's pretty much the whole scene yeah i just love Rachel and Chandler's relationship and me too just like their whole encounter this entire episode I was just literally laughing and just in like I enjoyed watching the two of them together Mm -hmm. it was so fun they do have such good chemistry on screen as friends in the friend group yeah I'd agree Okay, downstairs, back in the cafe, Monica and Joey are hanging out when Ross joins. And apparently, the invites weren't a mistake. So he has called his aunt to check to make sure that the invite did not get lost in the mail. And it didn't. Monica just straight up wasn't invited. And we find out, while Ross kind of rambles, is that not only was Monica not invited, but Ross got a plus one. That's just so wrong. So it wasn't a matter of we don't have enough space. 
and we will find out why in a little bit, obviously. But Monica, Monica is so mad that she is insisting that he bring her. Yeah. He tries to hold off for a little bit because he's got a date. He already asked her, already knows who she is. He's really excited about it. But eventually Monica gets to him spouting off about the importance of family and cousins and how close they were. So, of course, Ross being Ross, he caves, cancels his date, is going to go cancel his date, allows Monica his plus one. But as soon as Ross gets up, I think it was Chandler sitting next to her. No. Uh, No, it was Phoebe. Phoebe. Talking about how sweet it was. And she's like, we'll see. (laughs) We find out. That she's definitely got ulterior motives. A hundred percent. For this wedding. She's about to go hard on this wedding. And it was kind of fun to see Monica in her... Spiteful Monica is fun to me. Oh, yeah. I feel like all of them had, like, some fun things this episode. Mm Mm-hmm. And we don't see it a lot for Monica. We see cleaning, neurotic you know ocd monica but spiteful monica is is a pretty cool side of monica that we don't see a lot so we catch back up with rachel and chandler they are coming back from the food that they have dropped off because when they went to leave to go eat they said let's take the cheesecake with us and drop it off so we're not tempted so they make a valiant effort to do the right thing. They do. Yeah. They do it. I mean, essentially, they do it. They do the right thing. But as they're walking back, arm in arm, it's actually very sweet. All of a sudden, they look into the hallway, and the cheesecake is still in the hall where they dropped it off on their way out. Now, at this point, the cheesecake has been out for hours. Yeah, that thing needs to be in a fridge. It needs to be in the fridge. So they start justifying to one another why they should take the cake back. She could be gone. She could could return in a month and we don't want her to come back to a moldy cheesecake. So they they essentially echo chamber themselves (laughs) into picking up the cheesecake and running off with it. Even though they say they might be hearing some noise on the other side of the doorway. But that doesn't hinder them. In fact, it hastens their thievery (laughs) they grab it and head back upstairs so i really love how they did like the little hand grab and shuffle like towards each other when they realized the cheesecake was still there agreed it was so sweet so cute so cute agreed now back at the cafe we kind of are in the cafe a lot in the first you know third of this episode phoebe and monica are having coffee together. Sorry, big yawn because I'm tired. Wow. Phoebe and Monica are having coffee together when we see David. And you know what? When I saw him, I missed David. Now he's in town for a conference and he admits that he was hoping he'd run he'd run into her at the cafe. They said they think about each other all the time. He asks her out for a dinner. But here's the ringer in order for her to be able to go out on a date with David she would need to cancel on Joey in order to make that happen which would completely make her a hypocrite because she made this huge speech about how you don't cancel on friends and how dare he we made a commitment 
And Monica tries to talk her out of it, but Phoebe starts to double down a little in fighting for her integrity, that she should keep this mentality the same way. But ultimately, she just decides that she'll just double book them. So it's kind of not going against her own rant, but also not being truthful to her own rant or to Joey either. Right. And honestly, I think in this situation, Joey would have understood. A hundred percent he would have. Like, this is a situation where if she would have gone to him immediately and said, Mm -hmm. hey, look at, like, this is a situation, he would have 100% been like, yes, like, let's reschedule. Because to her point, it is a complete, it is to me a completely different circumstance than Joey having a one night fling with whoever he works with. Yeah. The flavor of the week for him versus the actual one that got away. Right. This is Dave. He is the one that got away. In my mind, I, I will... I will die on this hill for Phoebe, in my personal opinion, as much as I like Paul Rudd. I think David was the biggest miss. Yep. Yep. I agree. In all of Friends' relational history. Only Richard from Monica is a close second. But David, to me, is the one that absolutely got away. And it crushes me to this day that they didn't end up together. They're so perfect for each other. Yeah, the way they look at each other is like, it's like instant love. And the scene later just is so, so sad. We'll get to it. Okay, so we go to Joey's and Chandler or Rachel are still eating the cheesecake. When Joey comes in and when he asks what it is, she cleverly lies about it being a tofu cake so that he won't want any. (laughs) Very clever. (laughs) Yeah. And Chandler kind of follows Joey into his room because Joey's going to get ready for his dinner with Phoebe. And Chandler asks, like, hey, what are you doing tonight? So Joey says, I have my thing with Phoebe. And Chandler spills the beans about Phoebe having a date at nine. Yeah. Which, to be fair, Monica must not have told him about the Joey part of the evening he only said she must have only said yeah phoebe's got a date tonight at nine o'clock and so he's thinking now joey's free so he didn't like it was not his fault for ruining it but he definitely spilled the beans a little bit now this is the part where we're gonna start seeing monica's snippy side come out a bit because we go to the wedding and it's a really quick scene Essentially, they go into the wedding, they find whatever table they've been placed at, and then she's going to start figuring out who at the table actually made the cut, knowing that she didn't get invited. So she asks the people to their right, who are you? And they said they used to room, wasn't it? Used to room with or used to go to the college? Um, n- no, used you, an old coworker. It's old co-worker. Yeah. Okay, got it. Old co-worker. Really? I thought it was college. I think that one was a co-worker, and then the next one was college, and now they live next to each other. Okay. Yeah. Either way, the first one, 
is a past person, someone from a historical part of their lives, which makes Monica, it's just, it's one of those where you're looking for evidence to confirm your own anger for something. You're looking for evidence. So you're going to find it because you're looking for it. So then she looks over at the people next to them on their left, asks the same question. How do you know? We find out that they're still in communication with these people. So she says, okay, you're all right. And that's kind of all that I wrote down. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of all that happened. Yeah. The only thing I I noted was Monica would be petty enough and wear an off-white wedding dress. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I don't know that it was technically a wedding dress, but it was definitely off-white. Okay. Like, that's close enough. Yeah. Like, it might as well have been a wedding dress. Yeah, for sure. Back at the restaurant, Phoebe is, we can just tell, Phoebe is going to rush through this dinner with Joey. But Joey, because he knows that she's trying to rush out of there, is going to try and slow it down as much as possible because he wants to make Phoebe call chicken. She, he wants her to call it. He wants her to know that he knows. And it doesn't take very long. He talks about having a long talk. Let's open Joey up and just take him for a ride. (laughs) (laughs) He is, and she finally says, this is taking forever. And we, it gets revealed and she's like, don't make me feel bad about this. But he is going to make her feel bad about it. Oh, 100%. You gave me this big speech about friendship and how it's important versus the people in our lives who are going to come and go. And she's like, it is not the same. So she leaves in a huff to go hang out with David, essentially. Yeah. And so we follow Phoebe into the next scene. Looks like they're meeting outside of Central Park. David is very excited to see her. She is very excited to see him. I think he kisses her hand and she says, what a gentleman. And then she essentially just says, my place and they boogie off they are one track mind yeah um one fun fact before we move any further the Mm -hmm. restaurant that phoebe and joey eat at is the same restaurant that monica worked at as a chef the first season of the show ah great great catch wow that's a good catch yeah so We're going back to Joey's. Chandler comes in to Rachel eating the cheesecake without him. (laughs) Uh, I just love the storyline. Sorry. Catches her red-handed. And so he's going to take it back to his apartment. He says, absolutely not. I'm taking it over here. She follows him to his apartment. And they essentially decide that they're going to split it. He makes a huge... She... Or... They they are trying to figure out the largest versus the smallest piece. They finally just pick a piece. Apparently, she got the bigger one. And then she makes this huge deal about not sharing or asking for more. No, there's no way that we're having any. We are split, and that is it, essentially. And then in the hallway, she trips and completely ruins her half of the cheesecake. It ends up on the hall floor. 
yeah. I'm yeah. just imagining. Way to emphasize the hall floor. I'm just imagining you and your face when we see them on the ground yeah. later. Yeah. I could forgive it if it was in one of their apartments. I could even more forgive it if it was inside Monica's apartment because that floor is cleaner than yeah. anything you've ever walked on in your entire life. For sure. I could understand it then. But we're in the hallway. More people than is in this show walk those halls. Decades old yeah. carpet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Chandler. Oh, wait. Couple. Hold on. No, go Chandler comes. Chandler comes to rub it in her face, but he brings. This is where he made this mistake. He brings his piece with him. He had to bring it out to her to rub it in her face. And as he's talking, she finally gets so annoyed that he she just smacks it out of his hands. So his half also ends up in the hallway on the floor, right alongside Rachel's. Yeah, sad day. Sad day. Um. So one little goof, another like double shot thing or whatever. Um, when Chandler walks in on Rachel eating the cheesecake, before he opens the door, the Magna Doodle like pen is hanging, but then when he shuts the door, it's back in place. Ah. So there's obviously two different takes. Also, I'm curious, how have the friends not found out about this cheesecake yet? I know it's it's, and it's not only been in one, one apartment but multiple apartments. Yeah. I feel like they should have known by now. Um, yeah, does Monica come home and just not realize that there's a cheesecake in her apartment? Right. The chef, you would be like, where did this come from? Yeah. Or Joey. I mean, I mean, he could have thought it was still a tofu cake. That's true. To be fair. Um, and then I never noticed this before, but the coffee pot in Monica's kitchen mm -hmm. is white and it looks way too clean to be a coffee pot. Ah, Okay. Like, it's very apparent that it's never been used. It's never been used. Gotcha. That's a good call out. I wonder if it's been there the whole time and we just haven't noticed well, it. Well, I'm wondering probably. because they always, they've always had, like, pour-over coffee on, like, the stove. Mm -hmm. And so I've never, like, looked for a coffee pot. But as they, as Rachel was standing there, like, eating the cheesecake, it was right behind her and it was, like, white. So you just really couldn't pristine. miss it. pristine. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, that's real clean. But it is also Monica's apartment. So who knows? Mm. Yeah, that's true. She probably washes it after every use. Yeah, probably. Scours it. Yeah. So we catch up with Monica and Ross back at the wedding. And Aunt Millie comes around to their table, giving Ross a big old fat kiss on the lips. <laughs> oh. And this is the moment just before the bride comes in. Now... Monica wants a confrontation. She is ready to address the elephant in the room. And as she approaches, she's starting to ask the question, why wasn't I invited? Ross got a plus one. There's obviously plenty of room here. When her betrothed comes up behind her, and you can see by the look on his face, something's going down. And we find out that the reason she wasn't invited was because she's been with her new husband. Yikes. Absolutely understand why she wasn't invited. I probably wouldn't invite her either. No. She calls him by name too, which just adds to the awkwardness as soon as she sees him. Yikes. Not great. 
Okay. We catch up with David and Phoebe on their quote unquote date. I don't know if you can call it a date. Their reconnect. <laughs> and we find out that David has to go. He cannot miss his flight. He cannot just push it, push it back because the next one is in June or July. It's months away. Yeah. And he says that he loves her and she says that she loves him. Once again, I would say in TV history, I already compared it to like the Friends ep like show itself with Monica and Richard being like a close second, but in TV history, there's been only one other couple where I consider it a complete bad call, bad oversight, bad storytelling that this couple didn't end up together. The only other one that I've ever felt this strongly about was Caroline and Klaus from The Vampire Diaries. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I never watched that. I... I, to this day, do not understand why they did not put them together. I could go on. I'm not going to. This isn't the show for that. But this is a miss. And Phoebe is heartbroken. I mean, she is, she's crying. Her tears are just heart-wrenching just to watch her. I mean, Lisa Kudrow killed it in this scene. A hundred, yeah, yes. And she turns around to find Joey standing there and she immediately goes into the defensive thinking that she's going to kind of get called out again. She doesn't want to hear it. And Joey, being who we know Joey to be, is just a real friend to her. He's there. He comforts her, gives her a hug, is very sweet, does not bring it back up that she ran out on him. And you know, essentially ruined their night together or whatever. But he was so sweet about it. He was very sweet. So this is the last, like, goof where the camera angles are changing. Um, mm -hmm. Joey's coat collar, as, like, they're going back and forth between, like, who they're focusing on, keeps going from, like, up to down, up to down. It happens mm. multiple times. Okay. And it's very noticeable because he, you're looking at his face. Yeah. I'm glad you caught it because I definitely didn't catch it. <laughs> okay, last scene. We're in the hallway. Once again, Chandler and Rachel are on their elbows and knees. Oh, this is the worst. Hovering over cheesecake that they are eating off of the ground. They are surprised, gleefully surprised, when they find pieces that didn't come in contact with the floor. And then Joey comes home from essentially comforting Phoebe, we can assume, if it's a continuation directly of the storyline. And he pulls a fork out of his jacket, ready to go to join them on the step and eat the rest of the cheesecake. Oh, it's so disgusting. Were you okay during the scene? I just didn't really pay attention. <laughs> You're like writing notes. <laughs> You're like, I love cheesecake. <laughs> okay. 
the tag scene. They are leaving the wedding when Ross has to go back in to grab Monica's wrap because she forgot it on her chair. The aunt, the one that gives uh, the kisses, sits on the seat. And when he finally gets it out from under her, he has to give her a kiss. And he fights her so hard on it. He's trying to settle for a kiss on the cheek, but he loses to her. She smooches a big one on his lips. And he throws a little tantrum saying, why always the lips? Why does it have to be the lips? She looks very confused by this. And that's when he storms off and the scene ends, thus ending the episode. Any other fun facts? Any other nuggets to add? Um, Actually, I did miss one. I guess one other thing. The, the cheesecake imprints on the floor. Mm. Um when they actually fell on the floor they were technically farther apart apart, but then when they showed it again they were closer i know that was a little frustrating to me too and like it was very obvious that they weren't like moved closer like they didn't like scoot it closer to them it was Mm -hmm. just had landed at a different spot yeah which means that twice they had to put cheesecake or something on the ground for them to look like they were eating yeah the poor cleaning crew had to shampoo the carpets probably (laughs) twice if not more okay what was your favorite scene um uh honestly i don't know that i can say a scene i just really loved chandler and rachel in this episode okay so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say that whole storyline with them together okay i do love a good chandler rachel storyline but i'm gonna say my favorite scene which Normally, you do the more somber ones. Yeah, and this is a I, true statement. I usually end up picking one of the funny ones to choose because I like being humored. But my favorite scene has to be when she's saying goodbye to David is so tearful. Again, Lisa Kudrow's performance was incredible. I felt it with her. And then Joey being there for her, being the friend that he is. He is, we have said it plenty of times, and not only on this podcast, but others, that <laughs> he is the best of the friends. And he comforts her exactly as she needs to be comforted. And it's yeah. just so sweet to me. How would you rate it? It's uh, hard. Um, I know. I'm probably going to give this one a how you doing. Okay. It's like kind of just above middle because I think it just had... And I don't know if I'm just feeling like sentimental with the recent passing of I know Matthew or what, but like I don't know. I just I loved that that scene that they all those scenes they had together, just like the relationship of the two of them. Um, I thought it was fun to see Ross and Monica get some time together because they are siblings, but I feel like we don't have as many like we don't really have that many like genuine. I guess it wasn't really genuine, but. Just, like, them spending time together as siblings. And yeah. so that was kind of nice. Um, and then, obviously, the everything we talked about with Phoebe and David, that was such a good... Yeah, that is definitely the one that got away. So I'm going to give it that just because it was... It wasn't a terrible episode. I wouldn't mind watching it again. I know. This episode has some weird, conflicting feelings because... I wouldn't say that the storyline for 
Monica and Ross is very strong to me. I don't care about this wedding. I don't care about why she wasn't invited. And then when we find out why, it makes me not care even more. And then with Chandler and Rachel, I think you're right. It's the nostalgia and the this hurts a lot to watch him on screen and to get those scenes with Jennifer Aniston. It just colors them in a way that makes me want to. My initial reaction is this is a very mid episode. Even yeah. though I loved David coming back. But you're right. I kind of want to rate it higher because of all the things you mentioned. So I think I'm going to duplicate you. I, I even I even flirted in my brain the idea of going a step higher of the 777. But I think you're right. I think it's a solid mid-episode, but just a little bit above because I definitely would watch it again, even if it's just to watch Phoebe and David together and Rachel and Chandler. Ah, that was a good episode. Okay. Post-show wrap-up, social media spotlight. Did I tell you that our um, Facebook friend reached back out? The one who talked to us about our ums and our likes? Oh, no. <laughs> it was actually... It was actually very, he was very kind. Um, as I say, um, in my transition. <laughs> when you call it out, it's very noticeable. So we apologize. I know it really is. I'm not going to read the whole message, but I just want to say he was very kind. He was impressed that we took the message on air and addressed it. He was glad that we were kind of cool about it, that, you know, for a comment that could have seemed pretty critical that we handled it well, I think. He hadn't realized that we'd been on for five years, you know, over these seven seasons and didn't want us to think he was trying to be mean. Um, and, you know, best of luck. So it was very kind in essence. And they, he did ask if we have built any of the Lego Friends sets. Um, he has two of them, both from Central Park and the apartment. And I don't personally have any. Not that I would never. I just do not have room for them at all in my apartment. I don't even have room to set out my Polly Pocket the way I'd, I would want. <laughs> so it's sitting in its box, sadly, in a corner. Yeah, I don't. I've never done one. Yeah, I, it's not that I wouldn't, but I think if I had to pick a, if I was going to spend, I don't know, I'm sure it's not this expensive, but if I was going to spend $500 on a Lego set, I think I would do something from Lord of the Rings, like River, like Rivendell or something. The Shire. I would do something along those lines versus Friends. And maybe that's because I already have the little people in the Polly Pocket now. So I would have stuff to put on a bookshelf someday. Yeah. What would you do for a Lego set? Um, I'm not really. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I might do like a Harry Potter, like Hogwarts mm. castle or something. Yeah. That's a solid one. 
Yeah. Yeah, and they like have only put it out at like Christmas time because I feel like you could really make it like. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. Okay, social, I'm going to continue a little bit on social media spotlight because I haven't really done a lot of that in the last like several, several weeks. Did I, did I talk about our new friend Fareed who said I'd literally do anything to see a picture of you two? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I did. Okay. Well, I did have a couple of our friends. Um, Aradia said that she listen to the one where we all lost a friend and it's been so hard um to even pick up her laptop to play friends um she also said that she appreciated us not getting into the conspiracy theories about his death um feels like we should just let him go in peace i really hope his death doesn't turn into one of those mysteries and have documentaries made somewhat like what happened with marilyn monroe even though that was pretty different I just want him to be remembered for how great of a human he was. I really hope he finds peace. Thanks, Aradia, for that. Um, and then we got a hot take from Kirsty Hodgkinson. She says, I hope you don't mind me sharing a thought that I have had. I think Friends having six main cast was too many. And that one friend always gets a dud storyline every episode. I have heard the creators say there's only supposed to be four main and two supports, but obviously that didn't pan out. But I just can't imagine friends without any of them as each of the characters brings out something great. What do you think? What do you think, Llewellyn? Oh, I think that's a solid point on both sides. Like, I think if there had only been four, I think it would have worked. But honestly, like, after obviously I've watched watched it all the way through and watching it again like each of them brings something to the friend group mm -hmm. and I don't think like knowing what we know it wouldn't make sense to not have one of them but had they started it with four and just two supports I mean I think we would have been I almost wonder if we would have been longing for more from those two supports and I'm just interested, like, how that would have happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It's a good thought. I, yeah, I would agree almost as if we wouldn't be able to have enough storyline if we only had four. And then that would mean that the two supports would have always been the ones to be shorted, where at least with yeah. six... I 100% agree that there's always at least one character that kind of gets shorted. One to two, but the rotation of it changes. Yeah. During different episodes, different points in the seasons, during different main storylines that are happening. There are some that are more repeat offenders than others, but generally it is on more of a rotation than I think it would have been if there had been four with two supports. Um, I agree with with Kirsty though. I couldn't imagine the cast without all six. But I think we have mentioned it in some episodes where we say, you know, we didn't get really a lot from Phoebe here or Chandler, where was he this whole episode? Or I think Monica had one line. 
I think we've said that before on episodes where we, it, where it's obvious enough for us to call it out. Yeah. So yeah, I would say that's a very valid point of view. Uh, okay, I'm going to end on that and we can go to recommend to a friend. Um, I'm going to forego mine this week. Why? It's right there. Just because I'm I want to save at it. it. I know it's right there. <laughs> Just because this episode's long, it's already late and I still have to edit. So Okay. I will do... All right, because I went on a trip this last weekend, I will recommend a three-in-one travel charger. I got this three-in-one travel charger because I was tired of having to unplug all of my chargers at home where the plugs are in inconvenient spots under my bed and not just at the corner under my bed, far under my bed where I have to kind of crawl to get to them in order to unplug all the stuff to go on a trip to then have to come back and replug it in. And I was just getting really tired of having to do that for my phone, my sometimes my Kindle, my Apple Watch, my AirPods, it practically all of my devices. And I just got really tired of it. So I looked for three-in-one travel chargers. I found one on Amazon, bought it on Amazon Prime Day. It comes in its own case that houses all of the elements in an organized manner. And I am obsessed. I keep it in my travel suitcase area so that it's already packed and ready to go so that whenever I need to travel and go somewhere, I know exactly where it is. I can pull it out. I don't have to undo anything from my normal bedroom setup. And it has been a complete game changer, especially because I use them to go on my dog sitting gigs when I'm spending the night at friends' houses because I'm watching their animals. So it's been really super convenient for me to just have a one-stop shop for all three devices. And I don't think I'll ever go back ever again. It's brilliant. I will obviously attach it to our episode like we always do, but highly recommend a three-in-one travel charger with a case to a friend. Get it on Prime so it's a little bit cheaper, but it is definitely worth the cost that I paid. I would buy... I would buy two more if I needed them. That's how worth it is to me. So that's mine. Uh, oh, okay. Next week. <laughs> Sorry, got to keep going. Next week, we're going to cover the one where they're up all night. Yeah. So we'll catch you guys next week on the One with the Friends podcast. <laughs>